Welcome back to the Modern Monk, Modern Monks rather, podcast, podcast <laughs> with our real tongue twister, episode five, really ironing out the cobwebs tonight. Um, back with my boy Easy E, very happy to be here, Joe Plum behind the camera, thanks for coming in as always bro. Um, quick couple of thank yous, obviously first to the big fellas company, Accufit, Adam Tarul, soon to be Wollongong and down in Warrigal. Shell Cove, yeah. Shell Cove? Yeah, Warrigal facility. Shell Cove, yeah. Warrigal facility in Shell Cove. Um, so if you're in any of those arees, make sure you get down and see E for some healing. Um, Ghetto Movement, probably the main sponsor I would say, probably that does Accufit a little bit, you know, it's just the big guy bringing in the love. Um, so a big thank you to Ghetto. Uh, Jimmy's Burgers, the tastiest, tastiest comfort food in the Illawarra. Make sure if you uh, haven't had one, you get in and try one of them. And lastly but not least, the guys from Definition Downstairs, um, always been very accommodating of us shooting up here. Um, thanks for letting us use the space, guys. Um, cool. Done. Beautiful. Let's rip in. Um, let's start with uh, what's coming up for us at the moment. Um, before we recap at 5 got a lot coming up with the move in the new space um it's just over two weeks away we get the keys in a week's time how are you feeling about it it's one of the, it's actually not as overwhelming and daunting i think it's more daunting for you because it's like huge huge financial stuff like massive space it's almost got to hold like all that energy you're putting in that you need the biggest space you can possibly get mm. but i've already fitted out a couple clinics before so i'm I'm kind of aware of what's coming. There haven't been any challenges yet. I'm sure they'll come. But right now, I'm just fucking excited. And here I am, not being able to sleep at night. And you're just sitting on a cloud, fluffy pillow of cloud. Just I haven't slept living. better in my life. <laughs> I'm sleeping horribly. You should see how good I sleep, man. Oh, man. I'm I had cushioned a, up. I'm I had packed. a conversation with the, uh, with, our, uh, like with the banks and the lawyers and stuff the other day. And they're just like, oh, cool. So, you know, if this all goes wrong, like, you know, everyone comes after you. And I was like, hang on, what? Yeah, it hadn't even crossed my mind, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, we take all your shit." Right, great, awesome. Thanks, never, Janet. Never did, yeah, yeah, Janet, <laughs> bitch. Why, bitch. Why you put me like that? <laughs> but um, no, it's, it's interesting how it um it changes your perspective on everything when you start to take that next big step and like all the doubt and stuff that that sort of filters in. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, I mean, we've been talking about since since F one, but for the longest time, we've been talking about how this really is a culmination of you know, a lot of hard work and a lot of our dreams and ultimately I think this is kind of what we ask for in that sense. Like we want that we want it to be as challenging as it is because we know it's gonna be ultimately as rewarding as it will be. Yeah. So I think that the, the pressure and that and I think we conflate both and we put together, you know, fear and excitement in the same stuff, like the daunting aspect and that's that nervous energy. That's is exactly how I framed it the other day. I was having a chat with um, Dan from downstairs and that was exactly how I put it. Like I'm excited as fuck. Yeah, like really excited to take this next step and like all the challenges it brings, but I'm scared. Yeah, like crap in my pants. Like it's just and like stuff that can't eat, like that you know ninety percent sure won't happen, but I still think about all those little one percenters. I'm like, oh god damn, that's a big step. Am I ready? Yeah, but excited to take it and just have a crack and see what happens. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> we fail. We fail. We fail. We fail. Sorry. <laughs> go down. Go down in a place of glory. <laughs> For any of the investors listening in, <laughs> this is all a joke. Yeah, this is just jokes. But, yeah. um, but some more exciting stuff coming up. Next Friday, um, you and I are appearing on um, a question panel after a documentary screening at um, new boutique yoga studio in town called Two and You. Um, it's a documentary called Crazy Wives. 
um, and it's a bit of a, a look on um, mental illness uh, versus enlightenment, I guess, for a lack of a, a better um, sort of phrase for myself at the moment. But it, um, it takes a good look into what happens with mental illness, um, the benefits of having a mindfulness practice in battling mental illness, but also the correlation between, say, schizophrenic and, um, you know, someone that is enlightened or someone that has achieved some sort of nirvana yeah. and has a good mindfulness practice. And it got explained to me really well, and I think it um, summed up the doco pretty, pretty accurately, is that if you imagine someone with schizophrenia um, or any kind of um, mental illness that they aren't in control of the voices um, that do pop up in their head, um, and, you know, a yogi or someone with a, a deep practice. Um, and it's like the, the person with the perceived mental illness jumps into the deep end of water without learning how to swim, um, whereas the person with the, the permanent practice has waded in ankle deep, acknowledge what they're hearing, acknowledge what they're, they're going through spiritually, physically, and mentally, and they can allow themselves to grow and adapt, you know, over a period of time into the being able to swim in the deep end. And I'm really looking forward to um, to getting in the room with a, bit, with a bunch of people and, and sharing our experiences and also hearing other people's experiences too because I'm sure with such a mixed crowd, there's going to be some great stuff getting shared and I really hope um, that we get a full house and we can really start to vibe out in there because it's such a cool little space too. Yeah, I can't wait. And also, like, I think when, when it came up, the first thought was, oh, mental illness, that stuff doesn't really apply to me. But with... Everything's so isolationist these days. Everything is a disconnect. How we interact on social media and on our phones and everything like that. How we interact in person. We're just conditioned to almost separate ourselves from people physically. Everyone needs a title. Yeah. Everyone needs a title. There's no more like, oh yeah, I'm sure we can relate on something. It's like, no, I'm this type of person. You're that type of person. There's yeah. no, we, we don't have anything in common. Which is a lot of crap. You know, yeah. everyone on every plane has experienced something similar in their lives. Like it may not be the exact same thing, but the feelings, the emotion, you know, what happened and, you know, what occurred afterwards, there's going to be some similarities in people's stories. So, yeah. And that's what I'm looking forward to crunching into, you know, different stories from different people. Rough, rough on that. Yeah. And hearing them, how they overcame it and, and also how you recognize it in other people. Like we had at... Um, the Healthy Living Festival in Kiama, we had Lillian come down and mm. talk a lot about mental health and stuff like that. It's people that you don't even, like sometimes your friends and people in your community and people you surround yourself with, you have no idea that they may be having these struggles or you may not legitimize them or think they're as bad or as far gone as they potentially are. And that unawareness and, and you know, that disconnection that you may have, something terrible might ultimately come from that. So I think it's really important and stuff like this comes up and it's in your area it's just down the road. It's cheap. We're going to all be there to chatting about it afterwards. Come on down. It's just good vibes only. That's it. Like, we're just there to share our experience, hear your experience, and then, you know, see what happens. Like, as soon as you start these conversations, powerful things happen. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess in, in short is why we started this in the first place. So, yeah. But, so, that's on um, next Friday on the 6th of July. Um, if you are keen to come along, drop us um, a message on Instagram or Facebook and we can hook you up with a, with a ticket. I think they're $12 each, so it's great value. BYO, food and alcohol or you know, lemon spritz, whatever you're into. Yeah. I think Amy will stop in at Sizzler and bring some takeaway. 
He's facing the Cinzano, mate. That's me. <laughs> Um, also coming up, we have our first international retreat in Bali, which we're absolutely stoked to be running. Um, big fellas coming along as well, so it should be a great seven days over there. Yeah. And in September, if you came, we've still got tickets available for our Byron Bay retreat, um, which we're teaming up with the crew from Help. Um, it's going to be absolutely sensational. Four days up in the greatest place in the world. Get involved. It's going to be absolutely epic. Um, all that stuff out of the way. Let's recap F4. Um, so we touched on projection you know, of ourselves onto other people. We touched on um, taking ownership of the things that we are doing and then how you can also adapt to those things. Have you marinated any more on, on everything that we discussed? Dive any deeper? Oh, why are you not diving deeper? Honestly, I feel like the last, last four episodes and, and particularly episode four for me about you know projecting onto other people and that prejudging aspect was something that I really thought about after we left. Like I really I really took it into not just, you know, into myself but also into my environments, what was happening in my day to day and my work life and, and things like that. And I found that one of probably like the biggest flaws that I recognise within myself, one of those things that I'm unhappy with in that sense is that I have a tendency if someone says something, I have a tendency to prejudge that. So I have a tendency to say if someone says something outlandish or something that doesn't fit in my confirmation bias train track line, they say something outlandish. I'm like, I don't believe that or subscribe to that at all. They already automatically go down a rung in my, my focus and intention. And I caught myself doing that. It's something that really shits me because I don't have all the fucking answers and I hate when I, when I consciously or subconsciously within myself go, oh, that person, that someone might be like, oh, bro, you got to get on this protein powder soy blend thing, right? And I'm like, I feel like you're talking about me this afternoon. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, that did that happen earlier. That, that, that happened 20 minutes ago. <laughs> I, just, I just said that to you. So I was just thinking when Will said that, I was like, this fucking bloke, man. What a mistake you're going to business with. <laughs> Huge mistake. But I just thought, like, I'm like, soy, I'm like, I don't, soy doesn't really agree with me. Um, and this person's like, yeah, soy is the best, this and this and that. And I was just like, I'm already judging and I'm disconnecting from someone who may be able to offer me something. And I'm already going, not only are they wrong about soy, but let me tell them everything else they're wrong about themselves. Yeah. The outfit, whatever. Like Mate, I did it to you the other day. When you said you were going to line up um, your uncle to come and do that chippy work. And I'd yeah. already like sort of chatted and sorted it. Yeah. And it was like you saying that you wanted him to come and check it. I was like, and I told you, I was like, my defenses came up like what? You don't think that I can help out in this circumstance? Yeah. Like your guy's going to be better than mine? Yeah. I was like, what does it matter? Yeah. Shut up, idiot. Like, let him do his own thing. If anything, it's something less for me to worry about. Yeah. But yeah. here I am getting my tail up because you want to do something for your studio yeah. and I'm not in control. Like, let go, pal. Like, it's yeah. not your baggage to carry. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And it happens. Like, if it happens between us, imagine when you do it to someone you don't have a, like, that deep a connection with. Yeah. And it's like that judgment just becomes even more, like, targeted at them. You're like, oh. He's up with the laser beams through their soul, man. Seriously. Like, and how much like how much moral superiority and self righteousness can you possibly carry that you think that you can go around well I, I me self, not anyone else, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> when I go around and I'm just like I reference like you're comparing yourself to other people and you're referencing yourself from that. And I understand that, you know, evolutionarily we're we're tribal people, right? We're always gonna compare ourselves to other people, mm. it's our nature. And in and in some aspects it's it's relevant. You know, you compete against your friends so that we achieve goals. If you weren't so good at what you do, I would 
probably not really care about. If I was the best at handstands in the world and everyone was proud of my three-second pickup or whatever it was, right? You know what I mean? I'd just be like, sorted. Like, see you later. But the fact that you can do what you do, I'm like, oh, shit, if Will can do it, pretty much anyone can do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I feel like I can I can do it, you know what I mean? So I'm like, yeah. that's that competitive, so that's necessary. But this other shit where I'm like, hold on, someone may have interesting insights. Someone may have something to say. And, tribute. Yeah, and it's it's a really... Like, because we are, we are journeying down the topic of self-love tonight and it sort of segues into it perfectly and it's, it comes down to that how do you see yourself question, you know? And then you've got to unpack that to a certain extent because if I was to say to you right now, like, how do you see yourself? Like, who's, who's Eamon O'Connor? How do you see him? In one word. <laughs> Not in one word. Actually, hit me with one word. Hit me with one word first. Enchanting came to mind. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> enchanting. Enchanting. You know, it's like a little bit, a little bit more than just like a little sparkle. You know what I mean? Something, something else on top of just fuck. I don't know. I'm just. You get one word to describe yourself, and you come up with enchanting. That's... Okay, one word. Go, go with you. One word. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you made your own shirt. <laughs> I did make this shirt. Um, one word to describe myself. I'd say charismatic. Charismatic. Yeah. That's an okay word, I guess. Yeah. Enchanted. I think Beauty and the Beast. Like, like, like drink, like something more, you know what I mean? Anyway, fuck it. Wrong anyway, So, no, no, but back, to, back on topic. How do you see yourself? Actually, how about this? What is one thing that you love about yourself? One thing I love myself. I love myself. In all honesty, and everyone listening or everyone watching, answer it right now. What is one thing that you truly love about yourself? All of a sudden, it's not so easy to say anything, is it? Well, I think I think for me personally, like in the in the theme of everything's been going on, I think to be better is something I'm, that I'm proud that I have that quality. I have the the quality that I think I always want to be better. I want to be kinder. I want to be a better friend. I want to be a better lover to my partner, not just physically, but everything it's else. <laughs> yeah. it's the X-rated show, guys. <laughs> to, to never lie. <laughs> Um, Seriously, but in all <laughs> in all capacities, you know, better relationships, like better quality conversations. And, and so you everything. love. I, I, I see. I take that as you love that you want to improve, that you constantly want to be better. So yeah. you're always chasing something better, and you like that about yourself. Yeah. For myself and for my own standards, but not for beyond like anyone else's standards. In that sense, yeah. And I'm proud that I that I do that because I feel like ultimately you have to have some sort of drive, right? Mm-hmm. You have to have some sort of motivation. If your motivation, and and it can be, and I'm not. Like I said, in that judging aspect, I was doing two seconds ago. In this thing, like if your if your goals and your desires in life are material, there's nothing inherently wrong with that. But it has to satiate you. And I think being better, that ultimate guide of being better for yourself, has that satiation in that sense. Because you go, oh, I'm better. I physically can move better. I'm like, there's a goal that feels good. Mm. If I have a better quality relationship, then if you have a better quality relationship with him, your kids are going to grow up better because you're going to have that. They're going to have that example set. That's what I mean. It's like that flowing effect from being a kinder person means you have better friendships. Like all those things that I, I, I attribute and I like for myself in that idea of being better each day. And I respect that. How about you? Let's switch it back. Something I love about myself. Yeah. I love the beauty. It's a long fix. But it's like, and I'll be honest, it's one of those things that like you think when you're going to answer this, um, like that you could think of a heap of things that you can say, but nothing comes out. Um, I've sort of sat on it. It's, it's a question I, I check in with regularly. 
Um, and I love that um, fear doesn't hold me back. I love that uh, my decision making is not based on what I'm afraid of. Like if I'm if something happens, I'm like, oh, well, what's the worst that can happen, you know? And I go with it anyway. So I love that fear doesn't dictate what I do. It's funny though, because I, I would recognize that for you as well. Like if you if someone said, oh, what do you like about Will? I'm like, ever since I've known you, I haven't known you obviously my whole life, but the few years that I've known you, every time I think something comes up for you and it's like an opportunity or whatever, you always you always take two steps forward. Almost you always move before you even realize what you're doing to a certain extent. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna go around a class and you're already like two steps ahead, and I'm like, how's the class gonna run? But you're already like, okay, guys, let's just hands in the air kind of thing, right? Yeah. Hands in the air. I'll make this up as we go. Yeah. But seriously, if you come to my like, if you come to a majority of my classes, it's I I like spontaneity and I like living in the like, and it's very cliche, but living in that moment of what's next. Yeah. You know, and I, I really enjoy that. I really enjoy that about myself. Um, just quickly, everyone listening, um, hit us up on our Instagram page. I want to hear one thing that you love about yourself. Um, so shoot through an inbox. I'd be really, really interested to see what you guys um, open up with. So little drill for everyone this week. Yeah, if you don't want to put in the comments, but that'd be a good exercise, yeah, put it in wow, the inbox. bold. Yeah, go bold. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Put in the comment section. Let us know for real. Let's flip it. One thing you don't like about yourself. I thought I said that with that prejudging aspect, but two things I don't like about myself. <laughs> uh, I think, I think that there's an element to being hard and critical on yourself, and then there's going to the side of punishing yourself. And I think, do you find that you punish yourself? No, I think that I have the tendency to do that, and I think that, like we we expressed in the last episode about celebrating the moment, celebrating it whether it's sad or whether it's positive. I think I have the tendency of something something being good in your life and not recognizing in that moment that something special is happening for you. Because if you think about it, like, let's say you wanted to plan your wedding, right? All the effort to putting your wedding together can be stressful and can be hard. There's nice aspects. No, it's really easy. You should try it. Yeah? It's like, yeah, it's super simple. Everything just happens on the day. No planning at all. Oh, okay. I'm kidding. It's the most <laughs> stressful six months of the Imagine, man. But then you've got the wedding day, right? You've got yeah. that moment. But everything, even though it's a day, it just goes by in a blur, right? In that same sense, it's like you've worked so hard for something and then that moment hits and then you have to be as fucking present as possible because there's only 24 hours in that day. You can only celebrate your birthday for a day. You can only celebrate a good time for a day before clocks turn over and something else happens. Yeah. And I think that something that I don't like about myself is that in that moment, so often when something good happens or if, even if someone says, oh, I really like your treatment, um, I feel really good. I'm almost like, yeah, no, you, you should feel better. Like that's what should happen. Like that's it should just be an extension of that. Like, it wasn't me. It wasn't anything like that. And I disconnect from myself from like attributing myself as like rewarding myself in that moment. And I think in the same way as whenever anything that ever negative, I don't necessarily gravitate and sit into it, but I identify it and I think, oh, okay, that's bad, and then just move on too quick as well. And I think there's an important element to whenever the moment is happy or sad or any of the other rainbow spectrum of other emotion, I think it's really important to recognize it. Like, even as we sit here, this is a good time. I don't know that this will continue. Well, it's a good time for one of us, son of a bitch. <laughs> this is a good time. Like, I don't know if there will be an episode six. There's no guarantees of that, right? We're sitting here in this moment and we're just, and if anyone else is listening and is like, you've got five, 35 minutes to chill out and listen to some guys chat about shit. 
for us, we're going to sit in this moment and it's going to be gone in a few hours, right? Yeah. There may not be an episode six. We may get so bogged down with work, so bogged down with responsibilities, with a new space, with all the stuff that's going on, that we don't do another podcast. We don't do another app. This could be it. Like, there's no certainties about anything. So I think in enjoying in this moment, being present in this moment, is important and celebrating it. So in a brief summary, yeah. what is it that you don't like about this? <laughs> to bring it down to the most brief it can be. Yeah. Give me two sentences. I don't like that I don't celebrate the moment, whether it's bad or it's good. Okay. Yeah. I like that. It's a really, like, that's deep. That's very deep. Like, so is it that you don't celebrate the present moment or you don't celebrate, like, what's... No, no, I recognize, the, I recognize the present moment and I try to embody like that. I think that it, from being conscious of the present moment is something that I'm trying to always be aware of. It's celebrating when something's good or something's bad. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So it's like, That's a good one. It's like we're having a really good time. It's like, it's fun. Like, this yeah, is fun. Soak it up. Yeah. Marinate in it. Yeah. Like, don't, don't wish it away. Like, oh, not like, oh, what's for dinner? Like, oh, yeah. I haven't eaten yet. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. And the same thing, like, even like when, that, in yoga and experiences and stuff like that, it's like, you're already there. You may as well soak it up. You may as well soak it up and have a good time. You may as well try and have a good time. Yeah, because how often do you like get somewhere and you're like you're instantly like, oh shit, what's next? Yeah. Like you get to Janet's birthday on the weekend, you're like, oh shit, then I've got to go to the christening and then I've got to go to this. It's like just soak up J Dog's birthday. Yeah. Like let her blow out the candles, take a slice of cake, and then bon voyage. Yeah. Hundred percent. I like that. What about you, big man? Man, the list of things I love is long. The list of things I don't is very short. I can't think of anything. I think yeah, I'm pretty much perfect. Nah, I think do you know, what, do you know we... what's at the top of the list? The very top of the list is having a short temper. I really don't like that about myself because in so many elements of my life, everything is so chilled and so calm and well thought out and well planned and mentally rehearsed down to the finest details. And it's something so small will tip me and I just lose it all, all control. And it drives me insane that I don't, that I can't tap into that. Like the amount of times that I make a conscious effort to do it and I can never do it in that present moment. Yeah. Takes me a moment and I've got to do, and like I'm stubborn. That's another thing I don't like about myself is I'm stubborn as well. And it drives me insane that I then have to do the second thing that I don't like doing is apologize for losing my cool and, you know, blowing up at whoever it was that tipped me over the edge. And oh, I just, I hate it. I hate it. The things I say and the, the things I do, it's just, yeah, I really don't like it. It's a quality that I'm not fond of, but it's a quality that I've had to embrace in recent time to understand myself on a deeper level. Yeah. And it's not pretty unpacking that stuff because it, at the end of the day, those snaps are come down to insecurity. And like, yeah, and it's one of those things that I do is, because I am, um, you know, I'm a bit, I'm a, such a people person. Like I get to know someone and I make an effort to know everything about them and build relationships um, and get very friendly. Like I've got a good circle in the ghetto community and then outside of that again, I've got a, a, a great circle of friends. And the thing that I've noticed that I do so I get to know people on such a great level that, you know, they trust me with their insecurities and they trust me with what they're not comfortable with and what they, you know, they're afraid of. But the first thing that happens to me is, and I 
this little red devil on my shoulder is just like, say all that stuff that they said they hate. Say it to them, rub their nose in it, strip them back. And I'm like, holy shit. And it's the most savage thing. And it's happened a few times and it is the worst feeling of anything I've done, I think. And it's really not something that I like, but I'm becoming more aware of it and I can feel the blood boiling. I can feel like that red lava boiling up and the voice saying, say it, say this, say that, target this, win the argument at all costs. But then it's like, all right, pal, I'm going to lose my cool and yell and scream, but I'm not going to say that stuff. So I noticed that I have made adjustments, yeah. but it's still like the lava comes up and I'm like, ah, spraying fire everywhere. Yeah. But I think that's really healthy. Like identifying that you're going to feel, not always, nothing's going to be sunshine and lollipop all the time, right? You're going to be angry about something at some point. Some, there's going to be a tipping point. You're not Mother Teresa. Do you know what my favorite thing is? So when I lose it, then the person I'm arguing with is like, oh, Mr. Zen, real chilled, man. Why don't you go meditate on that? Does that bring you down? Man, it makes me breathe fire. Bless them. And I'm like, they're right. <laughs> they're right. I need to go breathe. I need to calm down. But, you know, and it's it's like, that's the thing. You, I'm obviously insecure about certain things there, and that's why it arises. But it's, I mean, it's the same thing. Everyone's got something they need to unpack, they need to make peace with. And that's obviously something I need to keep working on quite hard because it doesn't get better. Like, obviously, it's not as bad, but. Red river flows. Red river? Lava. Lava. Don't even take this to the gutter, man. Don't do it. Chitra yoga. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually, I know someone that teaches classes. I should check it out. Now get your fire. Um, to continue on, to continue on, I like this little bit of back and forth business. Yeah. Um, but what, so then, okay. Okay. Oh, not done. No, okay. no, 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 I like this because we got, we're still in that, that fire aspect. When you talk about self-love, right, when you talk about bringing yourself out of that, what do you tend to do to bring yourself down in a moment like that? Because obviously you can over-intellectualize any situation. You can be like, I'm going to journal it. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to see. I'm going to unpack this. I'm going to break down this. I'm going to go through some past life stuff and drink the Kool-Aid. But what's something that you do for yourself that you go, that brings me back? It's, it's even before it happens. Like... With having a mindfulness practice comes a few things. You and it sounds silly, but you see things before they happen. So everything that like occurs, I sort of almost mentally rehearse. And like so, the reason and it happens with having like quick wit as well. Like things come out because somewhere along the line you've said these things mentally. And so I know what's about to come out of my mouth and I know that it's bad and I know my reaction isn't warranted. So as I'm blowing up already, like that's already pre-recorded and it's being pressed play. So while I'm blowing up, I'm already thinking about what I've got to do to fix it. Yeah. So it's, as soon as it happens, it's a deep breath, a huff and puff, maybe a door slam or, you know, one final little dig. And then it's sit down, Breath for, breathe for five minutes and then it's go back and apologize for saying what you said and trying to nut out with the person why that occurred and why that hit you so hard in the way it did because I don't like I'm a very competitive human and I don't like losing anything but I'm becoming more graceful at it and 
not that you want to win an argument or prove someone right or wrong, but I feel like when you have that massive um, flip of the scale, you need to. Have I got something on my face? No, <laughs> it's just, it's just the visual. Sorry, Rick. You on. need to you need to acknowledge both parties and where they're coming from. So I can't make peace with the situation until I know that person understands why I reacted the way I did. Not defending it, but I want them to know why that chemical reaction happened inside my body and I turned into a red dragon. And I feel like the next step after that always has to be finding some common ground so you can make peace with it. And so I go about saying, okay, I'm very sorry for what I said. This is why I said it. I don't need you to say, oh, that's okay. But I just want you to know where I'm coming from and why I've said what I said. Yeah. All right, I apologize. You know, and then I get on the front foot and I'm, you know, hands up. It's my bad. Like, I'm the bad person. But, yeah, it's just unpacking it together so you can sort of make sure that situation doesn't unfold again. Or if it does, you both know that it's not meant in a harmful manner. It's more just a reaction that happens and a reflex almost. It's not a pretty process. Doesn't doesn't sound easy, but either. It's not. It sucks. Yeah. And it's always someone you love too. Always. Like it's never like Joe Blow that pisses you off at work. Like it's never Janet. Yeah. Janet Janet It should a, be Janet. <laughs> it should be Janet that gets skin, but it's not. It's yeah. someone that you love like either you know, Emma cops it. Barney, my little brother, man. I don't know how that kid puts up with me. Like, he just does something so minuscule and I just turn on him. Yeah. And I feel like the biggest asshole in the world after. But, you know, we've got a, like, one of the best sibling relationships, you know, I've seen or, you know, anything like that. But, and he forgives me, understands. And it, it's, and it's, it's a deep, complex thing. But, you know, and it would be shit if, um, it destroyed our relationship, but I think because of the way we build back up on it, we're able to bounce back and, you know, say it is what it is and we'll try and avoid it next time. Yeah. That's good. Mm. Fuck yeah. Thanks, man. I got deep real quick. Yeah. Super deep. The layers are full of ground. The layers, layers. I'm like layers. an onion, baby. Yeah. Just call me Shrek. Big onion. <laughs> Stinky too. I don't shower. <laughs> 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 that's three days <laughs> as we keep going through so I really, I'm, I'm digging this this um, this layout tonight um, another good question I had um, is how do you think others see you so when you're so this is the and this is the perfect thing because everyone walks into a room yeah. alright so I want to paint you this picture you walk into a room um you know, there's food on the table, a couple of chinzanos floating around. Oh. You know, you're looking fly. You've put a lot of thought into your outfit. Nice you thing. walk in the room. Yeah. What are you thinking people think when you walk in? Paint me that picture. You open the door. You see the smiles. The the, 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 the chin goes out. You know, you're ready. Oh, fuck. That's always so hard to answer, hey? Like, if you think about it, it depends on the crowd, right? Like sometimes you see when someone looks at you, you can tell there's an inside joke. Like there's something going on. You know what I mean? There's my fly on. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that feeling. 
There's something up, right? There's like there's a certain feedback that you get, but I think I think ultimately how I see it, like whenever you walk, whenever I walk into a room and I've got energy, that's all I find. Very rarely do I walk into a room energized, ready to go, and I see anything but energy reciprocating, right? But I've been there countless times and I'm like, fuck, I don't really want to be here. This is shit. This is going to be a shit session, shit party, shit dinner at the restaurant, whatever it is. Open up and then someone's in a sour mood. And I'm like, this is why I don't come. <laughs> this is what I live in my house. You know what I mean? Um, what do you mean? You're the most social human I know. Every night I ring you, I'm like, what are you doing? You're like, oh, I'm out doing this, out doing that. I'm like, spend the night at home. It's true, man. Um, but I think, I think if we digress without, without like putting the ego up, I think, I think I'm enjoyable to hang around in that sense. So you think generally I'm, think it's a positive reception when you walk into a room? I oh, fuck, I hope so saying this. Um, but yeah, I would say that's right. Like, I would say, I'd say that's pretty accurate. Like people would, more people would be happier to see you than people would be like, oh, that dickhead's here again. There's always someone that doesn't like you. Fuck. Like there's, I think that the more honest you are with who you are about, about yourself and stuff like that and, and how you want to present and the type of person you want to be, those voices get so much fucking quieter. Well, it's like we were saying today um, about being transparent. If you're open and honest with your intentions, like what you're doing, like, you know, who you are, people are on it, like, instantly more trusting. You know, they want to hear a little bit more because you can see the realness and you can relate to it. Yeah. But if you're sort of like, you know, you're talking over here, but you're doing something over here, it's, you know, people can see the shifty hands these days. Like, you can't pretend to be something you're not and get away with it for too long. Because people just go, nah, you're you're an asshole. Like you're a dickhead. Not I'm not buying what you're selling today. Yeah. And that's when you start to slant the room. You know, like yeah. oh, people. Oh, he's all right. That guy's cool. You know, I've, I've known him for a, for a while. Well, you know, he just told us a handful of lies in five minutes. So yeah. you know, it's not a great first impression. But yourself, like, I've never heard you try and be. Actually, that's a lie, man. When you say you get up heaps early and do heaps of stuff. Yeah, but everyone knows I'm serious. No one, honest, <laughs> no one hears me going, oh, I even went jogging at fucking 5 a.m. How do you spell jogging? I, I don't know. A couple, a couple of wives. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> Let alone spell it. I think anyone thinks that I'm up at no, 4.30 no, putting my I'm, sneakers I'm on kidding. going. Like, with the, with the sense of Raz taken out of the equation, like, you're not someone that I would associate with, um, with believing the story they tell. Like, you do tell a story, but it's not something that you buy into. In chest. Yeah, Keep it's, it light. it's in chest. Keep it light, baby. Yeah. You know, make up, it make everyone else feel good for sleeping in. <laughs> <laughs> but I tend to think as well, like if, like we we were talking about like being your most authentic self, right? Everything is everything in these day and age. Like every interaction you have is so brief, right? Really, you spend more time with yourself than you do with most other people, obviously, right? Because you're always with yourself. But even when you can't, <laughs> just clarity, clarity. So when you, like, if you go to a setting, right, you go to the gym, you spend an hour there, right? You go in there, you're social. Like, you might, everyone might be like, that's the fucking nicest person in the world, man. They're the best. And then you're, you, meanwhile, you get into your car and you're sobbing. <laughs> like, life's terrible, right? Because everyone can put a projection of their self in a setting for a limited period of time, mm. right? You can always be, I could be up. You give me 20 minutes to go, and you've got 20 minutes to be up, lead the crowd, do something good. I'll be like, fuck, okay, I'm not really into it, but 20 minutes hash out some material in my head, I'm in the zone, right? I'm ready to rock and roll. If you go, oh, we need you to go 15 minutes longer, I would be like, 
I only plan for 20 minutes. Instantly in my head, I'm like, fuck, I don't want to be here. All this stuff goes in, right? So I know in myself that I can put that personality out there or put that persona out there. But I think Joe Rogan, I hope I haven't said this in another fucking episode or something. Joe Rogan said, the reason why his podcasts are three hours long, right? And everyone's like, why is it three hours? Fucking make 45 minutes and solid, right? Is because people can bullshit for an hour, right? People can talk snap. Other than us, can talk snap <laughs> for about, for an hour easy, right? Waver. <laughs> like you can talk, you can present this idealistic setting and everything's fantastic. Well, after an hour, you scrape through the bullshit with someone. Yeah, you fuck, you straight into it. So I would say we're into our fifth hour of podcasting. So this is like the bullshit's gone. First, yeah. first couple of episodes. If you haven't listened to them already, brush them. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You well, view them. We need the views, but you got to got to get the context. But no, it's one hundred percent right yeah. because you can sit and. You can give someone the best first impression ever because you've only had them for X amount of time. Yeah. So you can talk your way through anything. You can pretend you know all this stuff. But as soon as you start to dive into the finer details, that's when it's like you start to get a blank face staring opposite you when you ask questions. And you're like, is this guy even here? Yeah. But if, you, if, if you're being honest and authentic though, I think that you don't need that. Like, you know, when we sit down and have a conversation, it's just like straight to... You know, from zero to 100. There's no fishing through the bullshit. And obviously, we've developed a relationship that we can do that. But I want to know why people can't do that straight away. Because there seems to be a barrier around, and we've fully tangented off here, but we'll go with it. There's a barrier around being honest and like letting people know how you're actually doing. Yeah. You know, or letting people know what your thoughts are, like, or your goals are, because you'll get judged. Like, judge for what and by who? Yeah. But, like, everyone does it. And it's like there's this little self-defense mechanism that says, no, no, don't share that. It's too personal. Get more personal. Share more. The more we share, the more people have information about situations that could occur in their own life. Yeah. The more they can make a rational decision on what comes next. And also the less, less lies you have to continue. Oh, like if the you think about stories it, you've got to maintain. Yeah, fuck, man. Oh, why didn't you do this? I'm so sick oh, of everyone thinking that? that I'm good at doing handstands. Like, no, I just. <laughs> but it's it's like you say one thing to one person, you go, oh shit, now I've got to shouldn't maintain. Shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. You know, and then you've got to cover that up, and then someone goes, wait, didn't you say this? And it's like, actually, yeah, I did, but I lied. Yeah. I told a fib. You know, and it would be so easy to do that, but you don't. Yeah. The next step is, oh, yeah, yeah, what I meant, though, was... And it's like, just admit that you fucked up. Just admit it. Yeah, it's just easy Save, on everyone. Spare everyone the drama. Spare everyone the crap. Just admit it. Nip it in the bud. That's it. Yeah. Phone call over. Over. And I think that's what we were talking about coming into a room. It's like, I don't, I don't know if... I imagine that I'd have a million fucking onion layers to get through, to get to the personality that's fully liberated and free love and does whatever they want, right? And everything is cool and cool, and they're presenting their most authentic self, right? Mm-hmm. But I think ultimately, when I go gonna go into a room, all I want people to see is like he seems like an he seems like a nice guy, he seems like a genuine guy. I would want to have a conversation with that person, or I would want to say I I think that person's trustworthy enough that I would come to him if I had problems. Like if you if I felt if someone said they were going through some shit and I didn't know about it, I would feel bad, especially if I've been in that environment with them that they didn't come to me. And obviously, mm. depending on your friendship levels for a lot of people, some people don't want to share that shit. But I think ultimately, if people were keeping stuff to themselves and they were like, no, I'm surrounded by people, but I'm alone, it would fucking shit me. 
that's why whenever I go into a room, I want people to feel that. I try and give off that energy that you can come to me. It's not just you know broad shoulders for a reason, mate. They're broad to that hold up, <laughs> like kill that moment. <laughs> you killed it the only way you know how. But it's it's interesting. So like basically, what I'm getting is in a nutshell, if you walk into a room, mm. 95 out of 100 people are like, hey, there's E. Let's go. Let's catch up with him for a chat tonight. He's always going to have a good story to tell or some good, you know, light to shed on certain topics. Or just an, just an ear to listen to. Yeah. And or I think someone, yeah, someone to get deep with. Oh, shit, I can't wait till we sink a glass, a couple of glasses of red. Yeah. I, can, I can open up to E and he can tell me how to solve all my issues. Well, I don't think just that, but I also think white for me. Dr. Phil. White, white Dr. Phil. Who's Dr. Phil White? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> can, we the white can we edit that out, Jack? <laughs> I feel like an idiot. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, for sure, fit, huh? Yeah. Anyway, we digress. Uh, yeah, Amen, you were saying? <laughs> it's not even that, but it's like, if you go into a room and someone goes, I genuinely don't like you, I would be like, I respect that. Mm. I respect that you don't like me, because I imagine that not well, everyone not is. not everyone's flavor. Yeah. So it's, that's a bitter pill for, for me to swallow, because I feel like I walk into a room and it'd be split pretty well 50-50. And I don't know if that's like insecurity that I've dragged along for a fair while, but I honestly think when I walk into a room, I worry about, um, you know, people's perspective of me. That's interesting. I would oh, not have picked that, man. Really? Oh, man. It's like, like, I always wear the face. Yeah. And I'm like smiling, happy, fives and fist bumps and whatever else. But I always have that little voice in the back of my head that's like, that guy thinks you're a dickhead. That guy thinks you're a tryhard. Really? Yeah. Oh, all the time. And it's like something I've had since I was like young. That surprises me. But I think, and it's it's something, It's it'd be something that I just would have carried when I was younger, like and made up and just kept carrying. But it's, it's just one of those things. And I think that because of the nature of what I do and how flamboyant, for lack of a better word, I am, that I feel like I probably piss more people off than I do, but then I still carry that weight of like my perception on the situation. Like I feel like if you walk into a room, there'd be like fifty percent of people be like, "Oh yeah, sick." Now it's a party. Yeah. And the other fifty are just like, "Oh, that, oh, that dickhead showed up. Shut it down. Why couldn't you do some yoga or meditate tonight, pal? Just yeah. stay at home. Stay at home." But yeah, I, I want to. Yeah, I feel like it'd be more of a fifty-fifty split for me. That's interesting though, because you. You wouldn't strike me as that person would be like that. But then again, I think everyone, na- you naturally have that concern, right? Like everyone wants, like, from when you were bullied as a kid or whatever it is, like no one wants to go into a room and people be like, I was walking down the street, I thought this was funny the other day. And there's these two random, like, teenage girls, like, walking in front of us, just coming out of Coles, right? I'm out of Coles, and they started laughing. And instantly something comes up, and I go, what's this, like, self-conscious? I was like, what am I, something on my face? Like, they just... They'd obviously just turned at the moment. Like someone had said something funny between the two of them. I'd stepped out and someone was just saying a joke or something like that. They both laughed, but it's effectively like two people were laughing in my face. And I was just like, it was like I was wearing you no felt like you, Yeah, you felt like you yeah. nude. Oh, I hate that. I was like this. There's nothing, and I say it to um, like all the girls that ever come to class. Like there's like little cliques and like groups that have their jokes while we're warming up and stuff. And as soon as they giggle and laugh while I'm talking, I'm like, holy shit, did I not wear clothes today? Yeah. Like, what's showing? What have I got? Like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. 
And it's the worst. But it's funny, it's like, it's... the worst. But this... The you know you're wearing clothes. <laughs> but the irony is, is, like, you you wouldn't attribute a lack of confidence in that personality. Like, I wouldn't say to myself, I'm not confident in a situation. But obviously, there's some layer of something going on where you react to, oh, shit. Like, I'm getting feedback from the environment that's something funny about either what I'm doing mm. or how I look or yeah. whatever. You see, I... And I don't want to get it twisted with insecurity either. Um... So what I was explaining before is, is I'm very comfortable with having that mentality. So I'm not like I'm not the kind of person that like sits and dwells on whether a person likes me or hates me. Like they're gonna do what they want to do, and I'm fine with that. But it's that initial like, oh, I wonder. I'm not clear. You know, so I wouldn't put it down to um, like one of those things that gets thought too much about, but rather just a bad habit of, oh, I don't know if that person actually does like me or not, if they're just smiling and shaking my hand and then when I turned around, they're like, God, five minutes of my life I was ever getting back. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess that's what it boils down to is like if you're holding on to that stuff for too long, then it affects you on a deeper level. But if you can just go, oh, well, what can you do? Can't please everyone. Let's move on. Let's go play with the people that do love me. But it's that, I think it's that recognition that you're talking about. It's just like, oh, fuck, I, I can't control this setting. I can't control that people like me or don't like me. Well, it comes down to the character that you play in your story. Like, you know, are you the hero on the journey? Or are you the guy that's like, oh, woe is me. My life sucks. Why doesn't everyone love me more? Yeah. Oh, that guy said a nasty word about me. Or are you the guy that's like, sorry that I couldn't make you happy in the, you know, any sense of the meaning, but you know, you do you, I'll do me. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'll go this way. You go that yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. you just move forward and you move on. Yeah. And it comes down to like the character that you play in your life, and you can play both, or you can associate with one, have moments of the other. But generally, you're moving one direction strongly, or you're slowly flailing behind. Yeah. It's great. Life's a boss. What do you recommend? F6. F6, we'll get to it. Get to it? Yeah. All right, guys. See, he was just teasing earlier. We will definitely get an F6. Um, thank you very much for tuning in. Big thanks to Joey, as always. Wouldn't be able to make our stuff look so crisp if it wasn't for the great man. Um, thanks for opening up tonight. E, I feel like we got a little bit personal, and yeah, it was good. I like the flow tonight, so I would be interested to hear back um, from the listeners and viewers about your thoughts on this one. Like the layout, don't like the layout. Keep us posted. 100%. And also, don't forget to comment in that section below. Yeah. What's, yeah, and if you want to open right up something that you love, something that you don't, we'd love to hear and, um, and get some feedback happening. It'd be, it'd be fantastic. Yeah. Um, and also, remember, July 6th, be awesome to see a heap of people turn up and get involved in that event at 2 and U. Awesome, brother. It's a wrap. Jingle jangle, baby. Jingle jangle. <laughs> Peace. Peace.